Hi everybody, if you're listening, my name is Jasenia and this is a Girl Talks podcast. The podcast where I, a girl, gets to talk about things that matter to me. And not just to me, but to you and to a lot of people. Over the last year and a half, I've been using my Instagram as a way to be able to create a voice. um, To share my thoughts and my feelings on things that I'm very passionate about. Um, Things from injustices that I see, prejudice that exists, hateful remarks that I get. And I try so hard to use my platform as a way to help others see that it is not okay to treat another human being like dirt, less than inhumane. From my lives, from my captions, many of you have emailed me, sent me direct messages, have left me comments asking me to please create a podcast. And for those that don't know, I do have a background in radio. I have produced and hosted my own segments on A-List Radio, which was an online sister station with Hot 97 back in the digital media world. I've co-hosted with Pretty Lou for Latino Billboard Top 100. I've also guest co-hosted with DJ Who Kid recently on Sirius XM, and the list goes on. So it's really exciting for me to be able to do this and produce this pretty much anywhere in the world that I might be. As you all know, I do travel a lot with my boyfriend, and we get to go to really interesting places, and I'm excited to bring on guests that will come on to A Girl Talks and have a conversation with us. This is the very first episode of A Girl Talks, and I just wanted to title it To Never Judge a Book by Its Cover. So many times people stumble upon my social media, and without a second thought, want to drive hate and negative energy because they see a blue check mark because they see thousands and thousands of followers and they feel that they can be mean aggressive and hurtful because of those things and i feel like social media when it first was created its intention was to connect us to connect people from all around the world but sadly i feel like it is now a breeding ground of trolls, of bullies, and of some of the most evil, evil souls that are out there behind a keyboard and a cell phone just typing away. Fortunately for myself, I have been through this thing called life, and if you're listening to this now, I am 35 years old, and yes, I consider myself a girl because that's the noun that I want to use because I so can and so please. Thank you very much. I'm a girl that's been through a lot of things. This thing called life that so many people have gone through before me and so many people will go through after me. But I feel like I have a platform I have a voice, and so I will use my influence, quote-unquote, as best as I can. This podcast is never about bashing people. It's never about saying that I'm right and you're wrong and I'm right and they're wrong. This podcast is a place for conversation. 
and bringing it back to the topic of never judging a book by its cover, I want to leave this little seed in your head before I continue. Never treat someone in a way you would, wouldn't want a stranger to treat you. It's very simple. It's so simple. Let's not complicate it. Less is more, right? Okay. A little bit about me. I am Jasenia. Born in New Jersey by Latino parents that immigrated here from Ecuador. I was born in the 80s and I am the baby. <laughs> I have two much, much, much older brothers. The gap is 11 and 10 years apart from me. I am a miracle baby. Um, my mother had a miscarriage before me. Um, I was supposed to have had a sister. It was really hard on my mother, so she decided to get her tubes tied. And months later, uh, my father and her were able to create me. And I came into this world. I came into this world defeating those odds to begin with. And as my life will uh, show you all, I've defined a lot of odds that have been against me. I'll start with where I grew up. I grew up in Newark, New Jersey, and for those that don't know, or may know, Newark is one of the top crime cities of the United States. Um, I say that because for those listening that knows, it's probably like, what the F? She's from Brick City. Yes, I am. Um, and for those people that don't know, and then might find out, well, surprise. Um, never judge a book by its cover. Just because I'm from Newark, aka Brick City, doesn't mean that I'm a bad person, doesn't mean that anyone that's from that city is a bad person. I think that there's good and bad in every corner and crevices of this world. Are there poor cities? Yes. Are there wealthier cities? Yes. And you will find both good and bad existing in those. Newark is not the most wealthiest. I grew up on the borderline of the Ironbound and of Pennington Courts. Ironbound considered to be a nicer part of the neighborhood, but I was there on Pacific and South Street, right there adjacently across from one of the biggest projects that still exists in Newark. And my parents made sure that my brothers and I were not going to become a product of our environment. Meaning, they made sure they did everything in their power to provide us with the tools, the love, and the education for us to be successful and not be what everything and everyone around us was. Growing up across the street from the projects, there was a lot that could influence us to go left. But instead, we went right because of my parents and their hard work and love. My parents did what I find one of the most difficult things for parents nowadays to do, which is to have raised three well-rounded kids that grew up to be well-rounded adults in a small apartment in Newark, New Jersey, with so much love and so much culture. One of the cool things about having immigrant parents and being a firstborn generation U.S. citizen is being brought up with both traditional 
ways of thoughts and also modern day way of thinking and being able to curate your own what is right, what is wrong, what is and what is not. And being part of the 80s, I have to say, was extremely cool because I was around some of the best iconic music, movies, and everything you could think of. 80s babies, where is that? I have been fortunate enough to also have older brothers as peers to see their failures and their success. And taking their mistakes and their accomplishments into perspective for myself. So when it comes to this podcast, I get to not only share points of views of mine, but I non-biasly also talk about the other side of the coin to put into perspective the facts, the feelings, so that you can come up with your own truth. I do believe that everything that we are, we get to become based on what it is we see, what it is we learn, and what it is we unlearn. This podcast, once again, is not to change the way you think, but it's to start a conversation. It's to be a platform where I can actually get my point across from beginning, middle, and end. Because Instagram will limit certain captions to a certain length, and IG stories disappear after 24 hours. So this is where my podcast will live as a girl who talks. A girl talks. My parents had me go to private schooling. My parents had me going to Catholic school for all of my academic career. I started going to a Catholic grammar school that was run by Polish nuns that not only taught me about religion in English, but also taught me how to say prayers in Polish. They were so scary that at a young age, I was so afraid of school. I love to learn. I love to be around my classmates, but I was such an introvert. At home, I unleashed and indulged my creative thirst and hunger by singing, dancing, drawing. It was so crazy how day and night I was in school and at home. I then went on to a private all-girls school, and that was a nightmare because... I like boys. I've always loved boys. And well, it was an all-girls school, so you get to put one plus one. (laughs) Later on in college, I went to a Catholic university that taught me about world cultures and world religions and where I declared my major in nursing. And I'll get to all that. For those that don't know, I struggled with weight. I was very overweight as a child. Uh, The doctor scared my parents and myself uh, to the point where we were all being told that if I kept up this lifestyle that I would have severe medical issues and that I would probably live a short life. Being told that at the age of 16 and weighing 280 pounds, it scared me to starvation. I immediately started to eat less and less and less to the point that I starved myself to a double zero. Not one digit, but double zero. And I did that because I was afraid. I didn't want to have issues. I saw examples of videos that they showed me back then. We didn't have Google or Instagram or any of that stuff. We had our doctor who was educating us and their bedside manners were not all that great as the way they probably are now. Um, So 
my young, young mind made me think that if I didn't eat, I wouldn't have anything to worry about. Not knowing that by not eating, it would cause complications and issues that would arise. And they eventually did. My period stopped. I started losing hair. And my mother and father immediately took me to the doctor. The doctor then explained to me the repercussions of these things that I was doing. And even though what he told me scared me, by that point, I was so deep in that I enjoyed the way clothes fit me. I enjoyed being able to shop. I enjoyed feeling a little bit of confidence in me. I enjoyed not being teased for being fat. I enjoyed that feeling of control. And when my parents got involved on helping me steer away from this eating disorder that I had developed, it took away a lot of that control which was pretty much something that I had to battle with for a long, long, long time. These things you just don't shake off. And we'll talk about it a little more when it comes to this podcast. I'll dedicate a a full episode on this because these are things that really, really are important. But long story short, I suffered from anorexia to bulimia to body morphic disorders to lack of self-love. And this podcast, again, is a place where I, a girl, gets to talk about things that matter and that I know will matter to both men, women of all ages. It was in high school that I lost the weight. As we all recall, I mentioned that I went to an all-girl high school and that was done on purpose. My mother and father knew how much I loved boys. I mean, having older brothers, much, much older brothers, again, 10 and 11 years older than me, I was around a lot of their friends and they both played soccer. So all their friends were soccer players. So of course I was googly eyes and all that stuff. So every week I was fantasizing that I was marrying a new soccer player at like the age of like five, seven, eight. Like what the hell did I really know what all that was about? Love and all those things. But my parents knew that teenagers get involved in things that they should not. So they made sure to nip it in the butt by putting me in an all-girls school and not being around any boys because they were scared that I would lose my virginity young. They were scared that I would get pregnant and be a young mom or drop out of high school because let's face it, the U.S. is always climbing the ladder with the amount of young girls that are getting pregnant where babies are literally having babies. So my parents wanted to make sure that I would focus on my career because that's exactly what they came to this country for, to provide an education that would provide a bright, solid future for not just me, but for my brothers as well. So I went to an all-girls school and immediately I learned how mean girls could be. But one of the beautiful things about going to an all-girls school is that it constantly drilled in us the beauty of sisterhood and it helped so many girls unlearn whatever it is they learned about being mean to their fellow sister. It taught us sisterhood. It taught us how to feel empowered and it taught us that we have a voice and that our thoughts and feelings mattered. One of the things that high school did for me was it helped me get out of my shell because for so long up until that time, I did live this weird double life. I was this entertainer, creator at home, 
But at school, I was just this quiet person. I, I agreed with everything. I had no opinion. And the more they taught us world things and world history, the more my mind just opened up. And again, it was such a pivotal point in my life where I got to see the world through a different lens. And it was so amazing. But with good, there's bad. And at that time, because I was becoming outspoken and outgoing and in so many after-school activities academically excelling I lost a lot of friends that I thought were my friends that really weren't my friends jealousy envy can bring out the ugly out of people and expose their hidden agendas because I was no longer the butt of their joke they dropped me just like that and they began to bully me and make my life a living hell it was like Mean Girls times a hundred. The things that they said, the things that they did, had me fall into such a deep depression that it made me have thoughts that led me to then attempt to take my life. Not one time, but three times. And it wasn't until I made friends with an amazing person who I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd ever be friends with. Because why? I judged a book by its cover. She was tall, she was loud, she was unapologetically herself, and she was so different, she could care less what people thought or said about her. She was an amazingly good human with weird quirks. And she and I became best friends to the point that our parents both loved us and wondered, how the hell did this friendship even happen? She was my yin to my yang, and I think I was hers too. She taught me a lot about things, about myself, and about the world, and I just looked forward to tomorrow. And tomorrow meant one day graduating high school and leaving all of this nastiness behind and coming into my young adulthood. Which, by the way, I did not lose my virginity until I was a freshman in college with a guy I had been dating for over a year. Thank you very much. I'm sure by now many of you are surprised with a lot that you've learned from me, which is why this introduction is very important. Whether you've been following me from the very beginning of my career or just a couple weeks ago, there's so much you can learn about a person by just scrolling through their Instagram. And sadly, people are so quick to jump the gun and judge. Remember, you can't judge a book by its cover. So let's move on. I lost my grandmother in high school. She was diagnosed with terminal cancer, and cancer did not take her life. The negligence of her nurse did. I decided then that my passions in music and creativity would be put to the side, and I would focus on doing something that I also love, which is helping others, helping people. And what better way to help a person than to be in the field of helping? I knew that I did not want to be a doctor because when I did a list of my pros and a list of my cons, the cons outweighed it. Um, the reason being is that I wanted to be a young mom. Irony. I'm not a mom. <laughs> I wanted to get married young. Irony. I'm not married. Never been. But there were a lot of things that at that time I thought I wanted and didn't want. And for whatever the fact, I knew that nursing would be the better bet for me. It would be more hands-on. It would be more one-on-one. -on -one. And 
before I, I declared my major in college, I was already working at the hospital. When I declared my major, I was at the same hospital while I was going into my schooling. I was at the same with the same employer for 13 years. Surprise! Another thing. Never judge a book by its cover. I resigned from my position three years ago where I decided to do what it is I do now full-time. But for 13 years, I worked in the psychiatric ER field where I was a student, where I was a professional, and where I got a lot of experience and exposure to life things, which is why mental health is so important to me and mental health care is so important and key. And those are topics that we will also discuss here at A Girl Talks podcast. So there I was, a freshman in college, declaring my major in nursing, being set up with a senior mentor who, aka sister, and she helped me my freshman year. We kept in touch after that. When I was a junior, she was already working in the world for a major talk show, which was a Tyra Banks talk show in New York City. She invited me one day to see what it is that she did and to be an audience member. She had a driver pick me up. She had me see the behind the scenes. And later, she had me run to hair, makeup, and wardrobe. And all I thought naively was, wow, this makes sense because Tyra is a supermodel. She's also a retired Victoria's Secret angel. She don't play. <laughs> and boy, was I in for a surprise. So there I was wearing Spanx under my tight red dress and this deep smoky eye and my voluptuously puffed hair, which was crazy. And all I know is that I'm walking on set and I see Tyra Banks and I see Kim Kardashian and it opened up this this whirlwind of opportunities that I did not foresee. Um, they were both having a contest, a Kim Kardashian lookalike contest. Now my friend knew very well not to tell me about this because she knew that I would have said, absolutely not, I'm not gonna do this. She thought it'd be a great opportunity for me to get exposure, to make some extra income because around that time there was an economic crisis which affects all of us and I'll get to that later. Let's go back to Kim. Kim is gorgeous and at that time she was like the only Kardashian that was being talked about and seen all over every platform and media. So when I realized there was a contest, I thought for sure I was going to lose and made a fool and I was so mad. But the Kim that we know now did not even look like the Kim back then and the Kim back then didn't look, even look like the Kim prior to that. So I will not ever say that I look like the woman, but I'll take it. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Tyra. It opened up an opportunity that I never, ever, ever imagined. Again, my parents did not come to this country thinking that their child would be an entertainer. Although, they will be the first ones to admit that I did apply to go to an arts high school in Newark, New Jersey, one of the best art high schools that I got admitted to go to. Unfortunately, my parents took me to an all-girls school and they were like, nope, no music, no singing, no acting, no dancing for you. It's going to be straight to an all-girls school and learn. <laughs> there I was on national TV and I was getting calls left to right, getting pulled by so many directions and by so many people. And one of the cool things that I want to put out there is that my parents, although they were not thrilled about 
everything that came after that in regards to my modeling, in regards to the video vixen music videos that I'd be in. Regardless, they allowed me to juggle that, school and work, as long as it didn't interfere on my other goals. They also are very traditional in their ways. And they're also one of those, what will people say? And my rebuttal was like, well, if they watch Don Francisco, they've got nothing to say because if they see El Gordo y La Flaca, they have absolutely nothing to say because those women are practically naked and me, I'm wearing a bathing suit. So no one can be mad. <laughs> if you're Hispanic, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So there I was uh, juggling school work and this and it was insane uh around that same time the economical crisis happened uh things were getting scary my brothers and myself had to really get together and and help my parents out they both lost their jobs that they had been working at for 33 plus years and it was a scary time for so many people at the time even with the modeling i was still working two other jobs one was bartending work study i don't really count it but if you want to count it that'd be three then and security after school yes i was a security guard again never judge a book by its cover because i am very sure many of you are surprised that i didn't have a sugar daddy or that i was gold digging or any of that stuff no reminder i come from very humble beginnings with traditional old school hard working i have always been very independent so yeah surprise <laughs> not a gold digger just a goal getter. I was a security guard. I worked for Coach, their corporate office in Carlstadt, New Jersey. So for those that wonder what the hell were you securing, I was at the front desk. I'd let people in, take pictures, and they could go. And at night, I would just do my little rounds and just document. Um, it was cool for me, especially at school, because I got to do my homework and study. And then on the weekends, I was able to bartend. And during school, in between classes, I'd work study where I tutored people. Haha, <laughs> never judge a book by its cover. I tutored people. I tutored people in the English department, which is really cool because, you know, people are like, you're Hispanic. <laughs> How are you teaching people English? It was actually literature, and it was really, really cool. Um, I got to express uh, my creative thought through writing. This will actually be a fun fact. The dean of the English literature department wanted me to change my major from nursing to um, journalism. But I tried having that conversation with my mother and father and they said, no, irony. <laughs> I am where I am today. And uh, this is what I mean. The universe uh, has its way. The universe has its way, even though people may tell you to go this way and go that way and do this or do that the universe will always bring you to where you gotta be and that's kind of kind of the theme of my life so there i was racing the covers of major magazines being in major music videos you know doing major uh, campaigns for ciroc apple bottom all these cool things and um one of my mother's proudest moment was uh, the apple bottom clothing campaign she came with me she got to meet nelly uh, she got to see growth and potential in the entertainment world that i was in her biggest fear was will you always just be this sexy eye candy will you always be objectified will you you know you're not always going to be young you're, you're not always going to look like this um but my father as the years went by he saw the bigger picture and he knew as he'd tell my mom we didn't raise our daughter to be dumb and as we know life is never linear it takes us up and down on a roller coaster called life and i had to take 
time off from school once the economical crisis hit. As I mentioned before, we all had to get together, and I'm so grateful to have my brothers who are in fact much older than me, and by the time I was in college, they already had their ish together, if you know what I mean. I contributed as much as I could, a little went a long way, and we got through it. We got through that rough patch, and we got through it as a family. I, by this time, decided to go back to school to finish my bachelor's in nursing. My plan wasn't to fall in love. I fell for someone who literally brought the moon and the stars down, and they they fed me such a, a lie. And I say that because who they claimed to be was not who they actually were. And I feel like in this podcast, we're going to talk a lot about those type of things, about reality and perception, and about what is and what isn't. I've been through my life these past 35 years to realize what my truth is. And my truth is I'm full of flaws, but I embrace it and I accept it. I'm not perfect, but I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly building and I'm constantly educating myself and I'm just trying to be a good person because we have two choices in life, to be good or to be bad. There's no in between. The in between, get away with too much. So this person was toxic. This person was controlling. This person was manipulative. This person was no good. And I am a survivor of domestic violence. That relationship lasted a year. And that year felt like a thousand years. The only way I can describe it is I was, in fact, living a living hell. And I look back at what my body endured and how strong my mind was to get me through it. There were many times that I tried to leave, but every time I tried, he was always at an upper advantage. He had me locked into the apartment, he had the keys to my car, he had me changing my phone numbers, he had access to uh, my emails, he was always monitoring me. And I remember the first time I tried to leave, it was so scary. He put his hands on the person that was helping me, and I just didn't want to get anyone else involved that could get hurt. Plus, threats began to be real to threaten my family, to threaten my friends, was just such a scary thing. I did not want that on my conscience. I didn't want that on my hands. It was so tough. I endured mental, emotional, physical, and financial abuse. I was manipulated. I was a walking ATM machine. I forgot that this was not life. This was not normal. When people ask, how could you fall in love with an abuser, are you nuts? I laugh because the question in itself sounds crazy. Who falls in love with an abuser? I fell in love with someone who created the person he thought I wanted and that I believed I deserved, which was a man in shining armor. Well, we'll talk a lot more about this. When I finally got a chance to leave. It wasn't because I was courageous. It wasn't because I fought hard. It was because he nearly killed me and the police got involved, which then everyone in my life got involved because they found out. It was embarrassing. I was angry at myself. I was angry at him. I got, fell into depression. And on top of all that, he tried to coax me to coming back to him by threatening me 
by threatening to delete my social media platforms, which at that time collectively on everything that I had from YouTube to Facebook to Instagram, I mean, I've had millions and millions and millions of followers at my reach. He deleted it. He tried to destroy me. He thought that if he couldn't have me, then the world couldn't have me. And he wanted me to hurt. And it did. It hurt. It hurt to lose all that amount of content, that work, that following that I put in years. So I took a break to work on myself, to get back on my feet, to regain the courage to maybe give it one more hurrah. Because as much as I tried to turn my back away from the industry, the industry kept calling me and kept calling me. And with my parents' blessings, I went full throttle. And it was really interesting, to say the least. Social media was the way to be taken serious, to be recognized. And well, I had absolutely no social media and was going to start from nothing. At that time, and even still, people will always ask, what's your Instagram following like? <laughs> and I know that by now I could have had millions and millions and millions of followers by doing things that I don't really care to do because I gained up to 80,000 followers when I first got back on because I was just eye candy. I was just this hot girl on Instagram with no other value except for being pretty for, hey, this outfit I got at Fashion Nova and use my discount code. Now, no shame to those that do that because, you know, making money. I'm never going to be opposed to making money either. <laughs> but what I'm trying to get at is I was just this pretty thing. I wasn't a person. I was just this person that people perceived to be almost untouchable. When really, there I was, still juggling a full-time job in the psychiatric ER, working with people that were so mentally ill that they couldn't even bathe that I would have to assist in helping them clean themselves and helping them get back to being stabilized. So it was like I was juggling a double life again. And I realized that as much as I got to help people one-to-one -one in the psychiatric ER, I wasn't taking full advantage of the platform that I was re-given because my goal before my abuser was to use my platform to find a way to help people. And I never got to because I felt like, okay, it's all gone. Those millions and millions of people are lost. But there I was thinking, even if I only had a hundred people that followed me because they cared about what I had to say, then so be it. So I stopped being that girl in the vine, the hot girl in the, in the Instagram sketches. I stopped being this untouchable person and I decided to put myself out there and be vulnerable and be vulnerable to judgment and be vulnerable to these are my flaws and here you can pick at it and here's what I think and here's what I feel and this is what my soul looks like and I knew that I would lose some followers because at that time I had mostly men and now I have some mostly girls hey <laughs> but I was in a time where I felt like I had to be this thing just to regain and to go against the IG algorithm. But I decided, you know what, if I'm going to live in my truth, I have to be myself and I have to be honest, I have to be real, I have to be raw. And that's what I've been. 
And I feel that these new followers that I've gained, especially in the last two years, which I think are a little bit over 200,000 followers, I'm happy to know that you follow me because you like me. You're following me because you like what goes on in my mind and what comes out in my keyboard. (laughs) And I hope that with this podcast, you'll get to know me more and you'll be able to like me for who I am and not just some of the captions you get to read. Honestly, this social media world will brainwash people into believing that their life is real when it's absolutely not. You got people pretending to be friends when they will literally throw you under the bus, stab you behind the back, and talk-ish about you, but then butter you up, show you so much love, and aka support you. Really, what they're doing is just jumping on a wave and hoping to come up. Social media has a way of making people feel less than when really you're worthy and deserving of so much more. And it's so crazy to see how selfish social media can make people once they do gain followers and they think about what it is they can gain and get out of it. I'm all for making money. I'm all for chasing dreams. But I'm all about paying forward and giving back as well. That's why a Girl Talks podcast is especially important for me this year because it's therapeutic. I'm going to be tackling on so many topics and in the process get to know. Get to know not just me, but get to know diversity, to accept inclusion, to accept differences, and to respect one another. Because we're living in an era where people are just plain evil. And it's up to us to educate and to spread love and be that light. It's so easy to judge a person by their cover. It's important to get to know someone. And it's okay not to want to learn or get to know someone because that's your prerogative and that's your right and your choice. But it's never okay to mistreat someone because of your feelings, because of your ideologies, because of your opinion on things. You should always and you must always respect people and give them the dignity that they were born with. It is never okay to make an assumption over someone when you don't know them. And like I've shared with my life, I will share that I feel like everything happens for its reasons. I feel like I had to go through everything that I had to go through as a child, as a young adult, and up until now to prepare me for the things that I am currently facing. I think for those that don't know my boyfriend's story, he too had to go through everything he had to go through. Who is unapologetically himself and so brave to be open and honest and live in his truth. He helped so many people just by being himself every day. And I'm so proud to call him mine. And together, we get to tackle so much by using both our voices combined. I feel that everything that I've gone through has prepared me to be able to be where I'm at right now, where I can deal with the hate that I deal with, not just for being a survivor of domestic violence. I mean, I've had people literally send me messages saying, I wish your abuser would have killed you. I I think that's so sick. 
I have people that try to tell me who and what I am because of the person that I love and chose to love and who I'm with. Um, I get attacked every single time just because I want to be positive and help people and spread some light into this dark world. I feel like I've I had to go through everything I had to go through to make me unafraid so that I can be brave, so that I can also be unapologetic for who I am. Because we need people. We need people to speak out. We need people to inspire. We need people to motivate. I constantly am seeking those type of people. Stories that can make my heart flutter. Butterflies in my belly and things that make me think and remember that this is not a bad world. There's just a lot of bad choices that are being made. And if I can be of influence, of help, of inspiration to anyone by being honest and by being truthful with who I am, then I'm going to do that. Some people may not like it. Some people might love it. But this podcast, A Girl Talks, is my baby. And you all get to join me and hold my hand and watch it take its couple of steps before it learns how to run and fly and touch the sky. This industry has been calling me and calling me and I didn't know why. And now I feel like this is one of my purposes. This is one of my whys. This is why I fought really hard to get into this world after my mother got her tubes tied this is why I did not successfully take my life away when I was depressed and suffering in high school. This is why I did not die after my abuser beat me so badly and tried to leave me for dead. This is why I'm back and killing it in this industry. And this is why I have you all listening. There's always a purpose. God has always has a plan. And I may be more spiritual when it comes to the universe than it is with my upbringings in the Catholic way. But I do believe in a higher being. I do believe in a higher power. And I do believe that we are all surrounded by energy and we attract things. And although I might be that light that attracts those people that have darkness in them that just want to diminish my bright flame, I will fight and continue to fight and put out all their darkness by spreading the light and this whole podcast is about learning to unlearn hate it's about putting in perspective the other side of things it's about not being biased it's about being transparent it's about being open it's about being honest and i'm always trying to learn new things. I'm always open to navigating to different things. So if there's anything that you want me to touch upon, to talk about, or anything, email me at a girl talks podcast at gmail.com because I'm going to be using that email to be able to create topics of discussion. I will be talking about things that I see that I'm passionate about and the things that I don't know and I'm not aware of. I, again, love to educate myself and I always 
find the double side to things. I think one of the things that my boyfriend can vouch, and I think my parents as well, or just about anybody that knows me, is that I always look at the other side of things, which is why when it comes to my decision, I literally look at both things, and I don't discredit what this group of people want to say or think, and I don't discredit what this person wants. I just gather what I gather, and I make up my own, and I decide to live by it, and one of the things that I continue to live and promote is to treat people with respect and dignity because that is something that no one should abuse no one should ever cross that line and no one should ever target someone for just being happy and for minding their own business and this podcast we will talk about (laughs) so many things deep things funny things, political things, things that you shouldn't be talking about, but you want to talk about it because you need a place to talk about it. That's what this podcast is about. So for all those that are tuning in, thank you for your time. Make sure to follow me on my social media. I am Jasenia and at A Girl Talks. Thank you so much for allowing me to speak to you. And one of the privileges that I have being an American is that, is the freedom of speech, the freedom of expression, and not many people around the world get that opportunity. And this is why I will never abuse my influence. I will never abuse my power. I will never abuse this platform. So it's all love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you're listening to this in 2020, happy new year.